Episode 6, What Did Inanna Lose? Even goddesses go through the gates of hell, or massive paradigm shifts, as they meet the shadow in the dark night of the soul. Inanna passed through seven gates as she descended to the underworld. At the first gate, Neti took her crown. At the second gate, he took her necklaces. Next, her breastplate was required of her and her beautiful thick robe, the gold bracelet, and finally even her royal scepter. What does losing these possessions mean? What do we learn from these metaphors? These metaphors represent our defense mechanisms that get in the way of our ability to communicate or reconcile with our shadow parts. I like to use the chakra system to go deeper into the psychological messages of these metaphors. The question is, what do you need to release as you reconcile with your shadow side? You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph, the intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist who uses myth, music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this isn't intended as mental health therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Told you that you had sinned. We are divided, divided with Welcome to this episode of the Goddess Archetype Code. Today we're going to start deconstructing the metaphors of what Anana gives up at each gate as she begins her descent to the underworld, her descent into the dark night of the soul to meet her shadow. As she descends to the underworld, her physical possessions are required of her. What does this mean? Does this mean we have to give up parts of ourselves to genuinely reconcile with our shadow parts? That's a bit scary. But what are we going to have to give up? Before we go into what we have to give up, let's take a moment to think about who and what the shadow parts are. Let's talk about what our shadow parts are dealing with. What are they feeling? Let's start by asking them, who are you or what are you? To do this, take a moment to ask yourself, what are you embarrassed about in yourself? Do you react to things in ways you'd rather not admit to? Or perhaps you have secrets that you don't want the world to know. Oftentimes these secrets hold deep emotion in them. Aha! Strong emotions are clues. Triggers are clues. The parts and secrets you don't want to see are always accompanied by strong emotions and triggers. This is how you begin to recognize shadow parts. It's the triggers and strong emotions you try to stuff. You know, our shadow parts are used to us trying to shut them out. An example of this is I hear women say, I need to control my anger, or I need to control my overeating, or my procrastination. 
Otherwise, they might say, I'm so burnt out at work. There's no time for me. Or maybe they secretly hold grudges for years and years. Or they're not following their dreams because they're so caught up in their fears, fears of fitting in, like we talked about in the second episode. Or, you know, when they don't follow their dreams, resentments build up towards people or circumstances they believe are holding them back. You know, as they deal with these emotions and these issues, I'll hear women say things like, I just put that uncomfortable feeling in a box. Or, I'm so embarrassed by some of the things I do, so I just ignore them. Or I put a tight lid on myself because I know that letting my temper out of control makes me feel crazy and then full of shame and guilt as I see how destructive it is to my relationships. And it is destructive to relationships, all these things, the relationships both with ourselves and with others. And so we try to shove those shadow parts down. And in our efforts to shove them down, we do things like overeat, maybe to the point of disordered eating. Or we get burned out because we work so much overtime and ignore our needs for self-care. As well as, of course, when we work so hard, we do get some sense of doing something right. Or we disappear into social media or movies, the ultimate numbing, as we scroll and scroll Or maybe you're swiping left and right, frantically trying to find Mr. or Ms. Right, hoping to be rescued. You know, feeling like you just need a relationship to feel love and acceptance. Oh my God, I've heard those dating sites are a numbers game. Like how many deaths or worse do you have to go through? Well, I don't know, but, but I do know the pull to be loved is normal. It's a human need. The desire to self-soothe, to be loved, it makes sense. But back to the shadow parts we're desperately pushing down. Do they stay there? (laughs) Well, to be honest, the more we try to push those parts down and quote-unquote have control over them, the more they shove their stubborn little heads right back up, saying stupid things, making hissy fits, feeling depressed, being afraid about life and binging on whatever your binge is, and hopelessness creeps in, feeling alone in your pain. So let's take a moment. Take a breath. And notice what's coming up for you. As you identify the feelings you try to push out of your awareness, notice where you feel them in your body. Notice what themes come up for you. What do you struggle with? Is it anger? Is it hopelessness? Is it depression? Maybe it's fear mixed up with jealousy and grudges. Take a moment to name the feeling, and by the way, start with just one. Because the first step in working with our parts is to name the emotion. Like they say, name it to tame it. This is actually really important. 
You see, naming a difficult emotion such as anger, depression, grief, fear, etc., is a way to not identify with it. You are no longer identify with it. For instance, we no longer say that someone is bipolar or they're crippled. We say there is a beautiful human being who is experiencing bipolar symptoms or who is physically challenged. In the same way, naming an emotion allows you, as a decent, good enough, and beautiful human being, to experience a difficult emotion. You are not the emotion. You are still the loving, kind, and compassionate person that you are. But this emotion that you're experiencing is an example of one of your shadow parts. And as a shadow part, it deserves compassion. It has its desires, and it wants reconciliation. And it needs to be loved and accepted by you. So as we move on, make a little note. Acknowledge that shadow part and let it know you will come back to it with more skills and understanding. I will touch on some skills in this podcast and in future episodes, but I would like to invite you, if you'd like to go more deeply into this by working with me either one-on-one or in a group setting, I invite you to book a complimentary chat with me on my website to see if we are a fit. So go to goddessarchetypecode.com and click on the booking page, and you can choose a time that works for you. So two episodes ago, I told the story of the descent of Inanna. As Inanna went through each gate on her descent to the underworld where the shadow side lives. By the way, I want you to remember, Inanna made a voluntary descent. She chose to do the work. She knew this would be restorative, regenerative, and and deeply healing work, even if, as she intuited, it would take everything she had. As she went through the gates, she was required to give up various possessions. These possessions are items that represented everything that she was in the world. Her crown, her necklaces her breastplate, her beautiful thick robe, her bracelet and scepter. These are metaphors of her identity, her skills and talents, her accomplishments, all the things she was proud of, all the things that gave her a sense of control. But these parts of her, the proud parts, the parts that have it all together, the parts that keep her in denial and blind to what she needs to change. These are the parts that don't want to admit there's any problem, even though, on the other hand, she knows she's on this journey because things really aren't, quote-unquote, right. You know, for some reason, she gets into the same bad relationships over and over, or she falls into patterns of self-harm or self-numbing, or procrastinating about what she really wants in life, ignoring 
ignoring creative pursuits like art and music or or perhaps pursuing her dream of being a light worker or healer and falling back into the question over and over is that all there is by the way i addressed that in my free download if you want the free download it's a guide that outlines the heroine journey go to my website goddess archetype code and click on the heroine's journey page. You'll see where to sign up to get it. So is that all there is? These parts that Inanna has that get in the way, well, we all have them. They are our defensive parts. They hinder our ability to communicate with our shadow parts. You know, being embarrassed by and not wanting to admit the shadow parts, we all use denial or fear or pride or procrastination. You know what you tend to do. But we have to look these feelings straight in the eye because they are what is getting in the way of reconciling with our shadow parts. They are actually shadow parts themselves, but they protect us even as they keep us stuck. So let's take a look at what Inanna had taken away from her at each gate. I like to use the chakra system as a way to understand the energies and lessons of each gate. So the first thing she has taken is her crown. Her crown represents both her third eye chakra and the crown chakra. These are the elements of to know and to see. This deals with self-knowledge and self-reflection, self-sovereignty, wisdom, consciousness, and spiritual connection. But on the dark side, it deals with illusion and unhealthy attachment, confusion, spiritual addiction, and apathy. At the next gate, she has her lapis necklaces taken from her. These represent the throat chakra, which means to speak, the creative identity and self-expression, speaking our truth, clear communication and creative creativity. But the shadow side is telling lies to ourselves and others, fear of speaking, inability to listen, and perhaps excessive talking. In the third gate, she has her breastplate taken. Her breastplate represents the heart chakra, which is our social identity and self-acceptance. It's our desire to love and be loved. You know, think, I like to remind us about Brene Brown, how she describes the strength of vulnerability. Yet the dark side is grief and codependency, poor boundaries and jealousies. At the fourth gate, she gives up her robe. And this is our solar plexus chakra. It's our ego identity or self-definition. It's our power and will that is full of spontaneity, purpose, and self-esteem. When this chakra is out of alignment, the feeling is shame, passivity, being constantly active and scattered, and perhaps the fear of being seen. The fifth gate is the golden bracelet. This is our sacral chakra. 
Actually, this is the sixth gate. The sixth gate. I've been saying the gates wrong. The first one is the first and second gate, which is our crown chakra. So in the sixth gate, which is our root, um, our sacral chakra, it deals with emotional identity, self-gratification, generational issues and traditions, what's always been done. And on the shadow side, it's the seat of guilt, obsessive attachments, addictions, being emotionally numb or rigid, and avoiding pleasure. The final gate we go through, Inona has her royal scepter taken from her. This represents the root chakra, the phallic symbol, our physical identity, stability, and physical health. It's also self-preservation. The fight, flight, and freeze responses live here, and primal fear is the shadow side. So... Thank you for listening with me this far. In the next episodes, I will go more into depth on each of these chakras, each of these areas of strengths and what the shadow sides are, the symbolisms, and I'll bring exercises that can help and mantras and meditations. By the way, I am doing a meditation each week. I'm naming that the uh, Week and Wind Down Meditation Series. So check those podcasts out as well. If you listened this far, please give my con- <laughs> If you listened this far, please give my podcast a follow at goddessarchetypecode.podbean.com and share it with a friend. You can share it on Facebook or any social media place that it might be that you might be on. <laughs> Thank you. Looking for the light It's a daily fight And things go bump in the night The news of the day is outrageous That's what the mad folks say Who told you that it